0: folks and welcome to songs of our own a marital tour through the music that shaped us i'm your co-host lee strickland
1: and i'm al leone well hey al hey lee how you doing i'm
0: good how are you
1: i'm doing great i've i am so excited for today
0: oh yeah what's going on today
1: well lee we're gonna talk about i will survive and if you want to talk about pump up songs like i'm very excited for this conversation
0: seriously it's a tried and true classic
1: Yeah, y'all, we just came off of listening to several versions of this song, and I am just ready to go out and slay the day now. I'm like, it's time. Let's make it happen.
0: I know. You did a few pull-ups right before sitting down, and I was very impressed.
1: (laughs) So, Lee, give us a little bit of history of I Will Survive.
0: So, I Will Survive was originally recorded by Gloria Gaynor. It was released in October of 1978.
1: Dang, this is a historic song.
0: It is for a number of reasons. It's kind of coming in at the tail end of disco.
1: It does have that theme. Like, I definitely want to do the disco finger as as we start listening to the song. You know, the like, up, across, up, across.
0: The disco finger. That sounds like something you would go to like a kinesiologist for.
1: <laughs> Doc, I got the disco finger. <laughs>
0: Sorry, Mr. Smith, you've got the disco finger. (laughs) You'll never dance again. So the song was written by uh, Freddie Perrin, who plays keyboard on the track, and Dino uh, Fekaris, originally written by them. 14 million copies were sold in the first two years.
1: Uh, Forgive my lack of musical knowledge. That sounds like a lot. Is that a lot?
0: That's a lot, especially for the 70s.
1: Okay, good to know.
0: Because think, there were there was no such thing as MP3s. I think cassettes and 8-tracks were kind of coming out, but like records were still the main way people were getting their music.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: So pretty impressive. Um, there have been 200-plus covers in 20-plus different languages.
1: Really? That's so cool. Yeah, and
0: in 1979, the song hit number one on Billboard's Top 100.
1: You know, Lee, I kind of feel like you let me down a little bit because we only listened to some English versions of this song. Like, I really want to hear this in Chinese and Russian and, like, let's get some interesting languages here.
0: I know. That'd be cool. We should have looked for some. This was originally a B-side on the 45, and the A-side was actually a cover of a Righteous Brothers song called Substitute.
1: Okay. Um, Can you explain A-side and B-side for me?
0: Sure. So... When an artist was putting out a record, they would, especially in the disco era, you were really just trying to hit with singles. Mm -hmm. So those would come out on uh, 45s. So those little tiny baby records. And there would be an A side. And then just because you didn't want to give the DJ like something blank, they'd throw on a B side. The A side was supposed to be like the hit single. And then the B side was just kind of another song that sometimes the artist felt good about and sometimes it was kind of just like well we had to put something on there so you get a lot of covers on b-sides
1: and then this song that's so interesting that it came out and the a-side was the cover and then this song was the b-side
0: right so that a-side was probably the song that they thought was going to do better and that seemed to happen a lot in this era of the 70s and especially with disco is the b-sides ended up being more popular Okay. And, then, and then you have, I mean, some bands would really depart on their B-sides, like one of uh, the band Kiss, the hard rock band with all the makeup.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: One of their B-sides is this ballad called Beth, and it's this very, like, piano-driven, like, I don't know if there's actually a guitar in it, and, like, the drummer sings it like it's a just a very weird song for them, but it became this giant hit for them.
1: Hmm. I think it's just, again, a sign of the music industry not necessarily knowing what people want all the time.
0: Yeah, because by the time we're into the 70s, I think the music industry is slipping back into that kind of, you know, you think the record producer sitting there with their cigar in their mouth saying like, stick with me, kid, you'll be all right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think we're slipping back into that. And I think that's another reason why so many folks don't like disco, is because it was just that manufactured, like, pumped-out music. And, yeah, it lacked a lot of heart.
1: Well, this song certainly did not lack heart.
0: Yeah, so I got off there on a little bit of a tangent um, to finish up some more of the history of this song. Uh, It was inducted into the Library of Congress in 2016. And, yeah, then one of the other versions we listened to that's my favorite version uh, is from the band Cake, So it came out on their 1996 album, Fashion Nugget. It's famously the album with that song, The Distance. Um, So Cake took a really good song, and they changed some of the lyrics.
1: Yeah.
0: That's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of a cardinal sin. Like, you want the artist to make it their own, but you don't want them to change too many of the
1: lyrics. How did Miss Gloria feel about it?
0: So, Cake's version was her least favorite version. Oh. And that's, you know, 200-plus covers. And she said, that's the one I like the least. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, I really like that version. Cake is a group that makes me feel like I could possibly sing.
1: Yeah, because they're really just standing there like, we're going the distance. Can you something about speed? I'm glad you like cake. I'm not a huge cake person.
0: Yeah, they're good. They have a really nice sound, and especially their backing, like, bass and guitar, I think is really driving. And then you get this very monotone singer, and it's an interesting package. It uh, I don't know why, but it does it for me.
1: Okay. Well, Lee, why did you want to talk about I Will Survive for our bonus episode?
0: So it came to mind just given, like, this whole pandemic thing that we've been going through. It's just been a good, like anthem to kind of get pumped up for the day i mean especially when i was not working for that like month and a half and you know there really wasn't a reason to like get out of bed exactly Um, but you do it for your mental health and this was just a song that i would kind of like hum to myself as i was like going through my morning routine of just like no and i i will survive (laughs) and it's like as a kid i really liked disco and this was one of the records I think my dad had, and I think I've inherited now from his collection, because um, for being someone who was so into hard rock, he had quite the disco collection, too. And I've heard could uh, cut the rug on the dance floor.
1: Oh, my gosh. I We didn't even get to see this at our wedding. Like, I want to see these moves now.
0: I know. So it's funny. I've never really seen pictures, but it, I'm trying to picture him in the, like, silk like saturday night fever shirt you know like getting ready to go out to the disco um and then i have a really vivid memory of this so in elementary school we were one of the first groups that had like computer class Um, and this was just as the internet was becoming like a thing and so it was a back to school night i think and my parents went and they went to this computer class Um, And we went with them and the computer teacher pulled up this video and it's like, it's the infancy of CGI technology. And so it's this alien sitting on this bar stool at this disco singing, I will survive. And she gets to that first uh, chorus of I will survive and a disco ball falls and crushes her.
1: Oh, ouch.
0: So I've always thought of that alien when I hear this song. And then uh, as we were digging through, listening to a couple different versions, we came across another video that I have seen many times and had completely forgotten about that I think is equally hilarious.
1: Yeah. I mean, gosh, Lee, you got to tell the people about this one. It's gold.
0: Yeah. So it's an older one, again, from, I think, YouTube's infancy. And uh, it starts out with uh, Jesus. And he does the very poignant... Uh, piano part and then gets to the chorus and the really upbeat part kind of throws off his robe and is walking down the streets of Hollywood um, in his like loincloth and it's just hilarious to see the folks around him's reaction Uh, and then eventually he walks across the street without looking and gets hit by a bus Um, spoilers but (laughs)
1: you need to tell people about spoilers before you give the spoilers.
0: Yeah. I mean, the videos, each video is like a minute long, but I don't know why. Those have always just made me laugh. And uh, even when I've been feeling kind of down in this pandemic or in the years, in the before times, um, each of those videos were just like an instant cheer up. And then you have that song in your head the rest of the day. And, you know, like you said, it's an anthem for being pumped up and just being ready to Slay the day.
1: Yeah. And, you know, even those videos, like, there's something really relatable to it because I've definitely had those moments where I'm, like, pumped up and I'm ready to go and I'm like, I will survive. And then you get hit by an emotional bus and you're like, oh, God, (laughs) like, there that was. And, yeah, I was like, oh, I feel you, like, really trying to build yourself up. And then the world just crushes you again. Like, come here. I'll give you a hug. Yeah. Boy,
0: I hadn't even thought of that bus or that disco ball as a metaphor. That's what I'm here for. Yeah, way to drop some knowledge on me. (laughs) Yeah. Al, do you have any stories uh, about I Will Survive? Or, I mean, what does it mean to you?
1: You know... I think this song first came into my life. I was in high school and I was going to this conference with a bunch of challenge course practitioners. And it was a cool conference because while we were high school students, there were folks from all across the industry there. So, you know, your age range is like 16 to 85 or something. And the second night of the conference, there was this big party that one of the folks would host. Um... And so they did a dance-off, and I remember watching all of these adults doing their disco and lip-syncing, I Will Survive. And it was the first time that I was like, oh, like maybe adults don't have it all figured out too. (laughs) Um, Which, I mean, when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be an adult, and I'm going to know everything, and I'm going to take over the world. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, sweetheart, like... Let me pat you on the head and give you some tea and send you to bed. Um, But like that was my first experience with that song. And then it came back into my life after I had gone through a really bad breakup and my friend wanted me to like have a pump up song to move on with. And even now listening to the line where she's talking about how like you come home and this idiot is standing there and it's like, I would have changed the stupid locks if I knew you were going to come back. I feel like my life has been the story of ex-boyfriends that just show up again for no needed reason. And I will survive as a like, you know what? Screw you. I don't need it. I don't need you. I am stronger and tougher. And like, just move yourself out of my way because I'm going to slay the day. And it was really funny for me when we were listening to the cake version of this song, because it's like just so emotionally different from Miss Gloria's version. And As we were listening to them, I was thinking like, oh, maybe this is just about how differently men and women process their emotions, (laughs) you know, because I feel like a woman goes through a really rough breakup and her girlfriends are like, girl, come on, we're going to take on the town and we're going to go get drinks and like screw him. And then guys, they like punch each other in the arm. It's like, oh, that's rough, bro. And like move on. And maybe I just don't know a ton of emotionally sensitive men, but Like, that was something that was going through my head as I was listening to them.
0: Yeah, that's a good point, guys. Just, I mean, Cake just dropped the F word in there a few times. And yeah, I I see it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I want to be really fair. You are an emotionally sensitive man, Lee, and I appreciate that about you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I want the world to know that you are perfect and wonderful.
0: Thank you. I'm I'm glad that's out there and uh, I have that recorded now.
1: <laughs> yeah, use it wisely.
0: Oh, I will. Um, was I at that disco thing for the challenge course people? I don't know if I was at that one.
1: No, cuz I think that was the my freshman year at school at university, so I I don't think you were there yet.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, yeah, we could have had our first dance not knowing about our future.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Y'all, Lee and I have known each other for a very long time, and it's a very funny story of how we've come together in our lives and ended up married.
0: Yeah, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that story if we ever cover uh, the Book of Love or um, the Lava Song from Pixar's Lava short. Uh, was the song we had our first dance to at our wedding. So maybe we'll do that as a bonus episode someday, and then we can talk about that story.
1: Yeah, that would be cute. It would be. Um, Well, Lee, do you have anything else you want to say about I Will Survive?
0: I think just let it pump you up. Disco is not as terrible as some people say. There are some good songs. And uh, just, yeah, get out there and, like Miss Gloria Gaynor says, survive and slay the day
1: yeah absolutely you will survive you will be fine and there are people here cheering for you so y'all this has been songs of our own thank you so much for being with us today and until we get to be with you next time enjoy your own songs